Am I clapping for myself? Yay! Happy Mother's Day, everybody! Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the women in the room that are mothers and grandmothers. Happy Mother's Day to all the women in the audience that want to be mothers. And Happy Mother's Day to all the women who maybe don't have children of their own but certainly care and look after a lot of people. Amen. Yeah, amen. Women are awesome. Yes, women. Give them a hand, mothers. I am excited about today and I'm actually really encouraged and excited by where Julie took that moment earlier about um, with healing because I've been saying to God this morning and, and in preparation, Lord, what are you, you going to do today? Like, what are you going to do? And I really want to set the intention right now that God wants to bring about care and comfort and healing to all of the mothers in the room and all of the sons and daughters in the room because... We're going to talk about motherhood today, not as an identity. We're going to talk about motherhood as an expression, an expression of God. But first, let me introduce myself. So my name is Kelly Wishart, and I am happily married to Sam Wishart. And I think I've got a photo right there of my handsome husband. I know, I'm a lucky lady. I and the mother of Jackson and Aaliyah, who are 14 and 12, and just blessed to have them as children. If you're looking for me during the week, I'm often here coordinating CareNet, which is our food relief program. And a bit, about, a bit more about me, I love to be creative and I love to make things. I, right now, am knitting two jumpers. I'm knitting a green one for me and a pink and grey one for Layla, who I'm going to claim as my niece, but she's not, but she is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Layla. I love her. And that's a jumper I knitted. And lastly, my happy place, my safe place where I really feel revived is, and I was reminded of recently, is I love going camping. Does anyone else like camping? I love camping. It's just getting out there, cooking outside. I love laying in the tent, reading a book. I love a fire. I love the whole thing. So that's, that's a bit about me. And I think there's a picture up there of me in my camping clothes um, doing that. And I knitted that jumper and I knitted that beanie. So I'm just saying I like to be creative. But let's get into it. So I mentioned earlier that I want to talk today about motherhood, not as an identity, not as the, the I don't want the qualifier to be that you gave birth to a child, but motherhood as an expression. Because motherhood is an expression that came right from God's character, from his heart, and from who he is. Yes, we talk a lot about God the Father. And yes, God the Father in the Bible, Jesus the Son. And we often talk about God in very masculine terms. But motherhood and femininity is from the heart of God as well. We were created from God. God created Adam. God then took a bit of Adam and the earth and made woman. Yeah, so we were created and everything that is in us is an expression of God in that sense. So I'd really like you to open your hearts today and to start to receive the care of God's mother, mothering heart. Yeah? God protects and he provides, yes. But he also nurtures and encourages and cares. 
And we can see this in the scripture. So I went on a bit of a deep dive, all right, in preparation. I get very enthusiastic. I don't know. Can you tell that sometimes I get enthusiastic? Okay. So, and then sometimes I get easily distracted as well. So I went on this whole Google journey of like the gender of God. Yeah, look, guys, that's a really big topic. I'm not going to speak about it because it broke my brain. And, but I am certain that, that, that there is an expression of God that is motherhood. We can see it in the Bible. In Deuteronomy, um, there's a scripture in Deuteronomy 32, 18 that says, that says, God who birthed you, yeah, birthed you. That's something only a woman can do. In, and men, you're lucky. In Isaiah 42, it says that God moaned and groaned like, like in labour. Yes? These are images. These are poetry and images of God's motherhood side. Yes? This is by design. And everything that is by design in this world comes from God. But one of the scriptures, I've got two scriptures that are beautiful images of the motherhood of God, and I want to share them with you. Isaiah 66, 12 and 13 is going to come up on the screens for you now. And it says, For the Lord says, Behold, I extend peace to her, we're talking about Jerusalem, like a river, a river, and the glory to the nations like an overflowing stream. This is the good bit. You will be nursed. That's a word for breastfed, yes? You will be nursed. You will be carried on her hip and you will be rocked on her knee. And one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. Isn't that a beautiful picture of motherhood, of the motherhood of God? The second scripture I want to highlight to you is Matthew 23, 37. And this is Jesus speaking. So Jesus says, how often I've ached to embrace your children, the way a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Isn't that lovely? I want to tell you that there is an expression of motherhood that comes straight from the heart of God. And I believe that there are people here that need to experience that motherhood. Because we all have our earthly mother and father. We all had one of them, yeah. But we also have a heavenly father and Godfather who has an expression of motherhood. There are people in this room right now that need to be gathered in under his big fluffy warm wings, right up next to his side and be comforted and be warm and feel safe and be hidden from the things that might scare you. God will gather you to himself to experience that warmth right up so close that you can feel him breathe and hear his heartbeat. There is a deep place of comfort that the motherhood of God can bring you. And some of you, I think, need to think about that and not just think about it, but look for it and experience it. And in the Isaiah scripture, where it says that, he, that, that to be, um, you will be nursed. So it's like breastfed. That might make some people a bit uncomfortable, but it's being breastfed. And breastfeeding is a beautiful expression of motherhood by design, by God's design. It is a place where attachments are formed. It is a place where nourishment is given. And it is a deep place of intimacy between mother and child. 
It's beautiful. But the next bit goes on and says, you will be carried on her hip. And in the amplified version, it says in brackets, playfully, playfully. And you will be rocked on her knee. You know, when you see mums or dads sitting and they've got their legs crossed, yeah? And their little toddler waddles over and flops their leg over that foot and mum or dad bounces them on their foot. It's beautiful, yeah? It's just a moment of sheer enjoyment between parent and child. There's nothing about that that is like protecting the child or or imparting wisdom to the child. It's just a moment of joy with the child. God wants to have a moment of joy with you. He wants to bounce you on on his hip and hear you giggle. And watch you enjoy that connection. He wants to do that horse thing on the leg. Yeah, rock you on his knee. God doesn't come with all these rules and God is not a a rule-pushing father. Ooh, you didn't do that. And God is not a stern mother who you can never meet the approval of. God wants to bounce you on his hip and rock you on his knee and just be with you and enjoy your company. God, God designed motherhood and you can see it throughout all of nature as well. So it's not just in people. You can see it in other species, yes? I, my family, I have chickens. I'm a bit of a chicken nerd, actually. If you get me talking about chickens, I'll be telling you what breed I have and what colour egg they lay and we won't go there right now because that's not what we're doing today but I'm a chicken nerd, okay? And we hatched chickens a few times. And I have this one beautiful lavender-coloured Aracana chicken, and she was the lowest on the pecking order, right? She was really quite docile and placid until the day she went broody. Now, I don't know if you know much about a broody chook, but a broody chook just means that that hen is ready to have babies. Now, I don't have a rooster. They're noisy and they're dangerous. But... um. But this, a broody hen will sit on her nest and only get off her nest once a day to eat, poop, clean herself and drink, yeah? And she'll stay there the rest of the time. It's actually a little bit problematic because if she doesn't eat enough, then, you know. But we slipped some fertile eggs under her and 21 days later, she hatched chicks. And I didn't know, the first time we did this, I found this fascinating. Chicken nerd, I know. But... When she, she hatched her hick, chicks and then she made sure that they were all dry and ready to get out of the nest and then she would wander around the yard with these little chicks in tow and she'd scratch about and then if she found a little patch of whatever it is that she finds exciting and edible, bugs or something, she would make this really high-pitched clucking noise. I was tempted to try it then, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. But she would make this high-pitched clucking noise that I'd never heard before. And all of her chicks would come running towards her and then she'd point with her beak. There it is. That's what I want you to eat. And then they'd all do what she did. And then she'd kick dirt over them. Now, that sounds counterintuitive, but that's actually looking after them because chooks dust bath to keep their feathers and their skin parasite-free and clean, yeah? So she's looking after them. I had no idea that chickens have this whole, like, mum language. It was beautiful. It is by design because God created motherhood. Another form of motherhood in nature is the magpies. 
don't get too close to a tree with a magpie nest in it. Who's ever been swooped by a magpie? I mean, it's funny when it happens to someone else. It's not funny when it happens to me, you know. And I have a Canadian friend who, she, we go bushwalking quite a bit. And um, I always think it's funny that when we go bushwalking, she's like, are there going to be snakes out today? I'm like, snakes? When you go bushwalking at home, you encounter bears, you know. And when we're talking about that, we talk about what do you do with a bear? Like, I don't ever want to see a bear, right, in my life. But she was saying, you know, giving tips about how do you, you know, move past a bear safely. But... The warning was, if that bear has got a cub, that's a different scenario. It's a higher risk scenario because that bear will defend the cub, yes? We can see expressions of motherhood right through nature. It is by design. It comes from the heart of God. When I became a mother, when I became a mother, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, not just about myself, but it made me think about what my mum did for me. Thanks, mum. She's in Sydney. Hi, mum. I remember the first time I got sick when I had Jack. And I remember feeling woeful and having this thought of, oh, and I still have to mother. Yay. Because you know what? Mothers dig deep and they push through and they prioritise their children. I also remember when I had just given birth to Jackson and realising that that little person that had been created by Sam and I, who was inside me, carried around wherever I went, was now outside me and one day going to wander off into the world. And I remember thinking, that feels risky. I feel like a part of my soul, part of my actual heart is walking around the world and I'm going to lose control of that person eventually and that feels scary because there's not a lot in the world that I could say might actually break me but whoa something happened to my children please Jesus no thank you and for mothers that something's happened to your children oh my goodness I'm so oh I also remember thinking oh laundry's my life now (laughs) laundry and cooking That's my life now. And that made me think of all the laundry that my mum did for me. You know, there's a lot that mothers do that children don't necessarily think about until they got to do it themselves. My mother did like, I don't know, somewhere between 20 and 25 years of laundry for me. Thanks, mum. She fed me a lot. She clothed me, she cared for me, she paid my sporting bills, she enrolled me in school, she had my uniforms ready. All these things are things that mothers do behind the scenes. I know some fathers do it, it's not about that. But but mothers carry a lot of this. And it's not like we say, oh, thanks mum for making sure I got jocks this week. You know, we don't do that because this is just something that mum does for us. She gives to us. She looks after us. But it happens because mum carries us in her mind just like she carried us in her womb. For the rest of my life, I'm going to carry my children in my mind and in my heart. 
And my week, my in, in my head week looks like, has Jack got his PE uniform for Friday? Do they need a dentist appointment? Oh gosh, Aaliyah needs more socks. She's grown out of those. What are we going to have for dinner? Have I got the ingredients? Have I done the washing? Is the washing still in the washing machine? Oh, that's going to smell. I'm going to have to wash that again. All these things are in my mind. I'm thinking about how to best care for my children and my husband all the time. I'm also thinking about how to best care for other people a lot of the time. Have we got enough food at CareNet? Do we, do we need more toiletries? Do we, have we got enough bags packed? And this is an expression of motherhood that's not just to my children. It's an expression of motherhood that is to the wider community. There are people sitting in this room, listening online, who may not have children, but their expression of motherhood to the community is there. It's present. And I am so grateful for the women that are sitting in this room and are watching online that have mothered me. I'm so grateful for Robin, who taught me so much about how to walk as a powerful woman of God. But I tell you what, Robin's got a spiritual gift and it's hugs. If you need a hug that is a healing, restorative hug, you can hug right up Robin or she'll hug you. That's how it happens. Robin hugs you and you feel better. All right? I'm thankful for Lorna, who shows me how to be patient and gentle and kind whilst doing such, having such deep strength. I'm thankful for Glennis, who has shown me a creative expression of God through her paintings and through the sharing of the love of creativity. Yes? I'm thankful for Anna, who is at home, who is a little bit younger than me, but definitely shows me the mothering love of God in the way that she keeps me organised, <laughs> particularly for Kenneth. And I love her for it. We mother, yes? And mothers and the expression of motherhood carries a person in its mind, in their mind all the time and in their heart all the time. And that is kind of the secret place, the most intimate place that I'm always thinking, oh, I hope my kids go to school today and they're okay. I hope when Jackson goes to the plaza by himself, Lord Jesus, please look after my son, help me make good decisions. Yes, and I'm so grateful for my God, for when I as a mother am feeling fearful because I know how important it, my children's lives are, that I can say, God, I'm out of control, but you are always in control. And so I commit my children into your hands. I can't watch over them at Greensboro Plaza, but you can. God, Holy Spirit, go with him, please. Yes? And we have that. And I'm so grateful as a mother to have a support of the father and the mother God. But let's go back to that carrying, a mother carrying their child or their person, the one they care for, in their heart all the time. Do you know that God does that for you? Because all that that's going on in my mind to look after my children is by design, created from the motherhood character of God. So I infer that God carries you in his mind all the time. God holds you in his heart all the time. God's not doing your laundry. That'd be nice. <laughs> but he is working around you in quiet, in secret. Well, it's not really secret because that sounds intentional, but just without notice, 
working things around you? Who's had the experience of kind of looking back over a journey and going, oh, that's why that happened. I think God lined that up. Have you ever thought that? That is the motherhood of God because God carries you in his mind and in his heart and he works around you and it's not till later that you see that. Let me read you another scripture. Romans 8, 26. And I want you to listen to this scripture thinking about how God carries you in his mind. The Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray, to know the best thing to ask for. We don't know. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede, super pray. I want the Holy Spirit to super pray for me. On our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. Do you know, I've seen my children in situations where they don't know what to do. Maybe it's a really big feeling that comes up in a child and they don't know how to navigate through that feeling. Maybe it's a social problem with their friends and they don't know how to navigate that problem. And children don't always know what they need. But I, as their mother, often know what they need. And we lead them through it. We quietly lead them through it. You don't always know what you need. And if you feel lost right now, if you're a mum thinking, am I mothering my children okay? Did I get that right? Maybe you're thinking retrospectively and going, did I I mother my children okay because they're adults now? And did I cause something? God's got you. Holy Spirit has got you. Holy Spirit is hyper interceding. Interceding is like deep prayer. On your behalf, when you've got no idea what to do, Holy Spirit is interceding and pleading and saying, Lord, just help them in this way. Give them patience. Give them this bit of resource. Give them what they need. He's doing it from the depths of his heart. Interceding, hyper interceding for you. Verse 27, God, the searcher of the hearts, knows fully our longings. Yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. I know what my children want. My children want unlimited screen time every day. (laughs) Yes? Go on, Jack, put it in the feed. I know that's what you want. But I, as their mother, know what they need, yes? And that is they need to have a well-rounded social experience where they meet people face-to-face, they talk. I know that my children need to get out and move their physical bodies. I I know they need to be bored sometimes. But I know that they want screen time all day. And because I am their mother who loves them, I want to make place for both. So I say, yeah, you can have screen time for this period. And then I want you to go and do this. God, your father, who has an expression of motherhood, because he created it by design, knows what you want and he wants to give it to you. But he also knows what you need and he wants to tie those two things in harmony together for your own success and for the furthering of the kingdom. I get a bit 
uncomfortable and a bit cringy when I hear Christians talk about God as though he will only give you the thing that like really scares you or makes you really uncomfortable. You know, oh God, you know, it, it makes me really uncomfortable. So God probably wants me to do that. There's definitely moments where God wants you to do something that makes you uncomfortable. But I think God's overall heart for you is that he knows what you're good at, what you want to do, and he knows what you need, and he can tie those things together in harmony and send you forth. Verse 28. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. This is the same, this is the Passion Translation. This is the same scripture that says that God ties everything for good for those who love him. Yes? This is an expression of motherhood. God sees all, mothers see all. And what I don't see, God tells me. Jackson and Aaliyah. Jokes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but God sees all, yes? He sees every detail of our lives. He sees the mistakes and he sees the victories. He sees your strengths and he sees your weaknesses. He sees where you chose poorly and he sees where you chose well. And he takes every thread and weaves it together for the purpose of his kingdom and for good for you. Because God loves you as a perfect mother. God loves you as a perfect father. I really hope that today and every day forward, but let's just today, that you can start to feel the motherhood of God around you. And if you need for God to pull you under his wings, tuck you in nice and tight because things are overwhelming, maybe you're afraid of something and you need to be pulled in under God's wing and protected from those fears. Or maybe you need to bounce on God's knee for a little while. Because maybe you're tired and you're just trying to get it right all the time. Just I'm trying to volunteer for everything. I'm trying to do all the things that Christians are meant to do. I'm trying to do all the things that mothers are meant to do. Maybe you just need to bounce on God's knee for a bit. Maybe you need to say, God, I'd like to know what that feels like to be playfully held on your hip. Maybe you feel like you're failing as a mum. You know what? Mothers feel a lot of shame. Mothers feel a lot of shame. And I think there's two reasons, not to simplify it, I'm sure there's lots of reasons, but I think there's two reasons. One is that mothers love their children so much that they're desperate to get it right. Desperate to get it right. Self-sacrificing to get it right. And sometimes overly so. And also we live in a culture right now that is highly comparative. I see my mum friends on Instagram and Facebook living their best lives. They love their kids. They never yell at them. 
They get invited everywhere. They look great all the time. Oh, I don't look great all the time. Took extra time to look this good. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. I don't look great all the time. I'm not patient with my kids all the time. I do things wrong. And sometimes when I do, and it, it is an unreasonable expectation on yourself if you think you're going to get everything right. So grab that, put that down. Make mistakes. You'll never get anywhere if you don't make mistakes. But when you make mistakes with your children, just remember that it's okay. Because you're mothering them, but God is mothering you. And where you fall down, he picks up. So in those moments where you've made a mistake with your children, stop. Chat to God about it. Maybe chat to your earthly mum about it. Maybe chat to your girlfriends around you about it. But receive the compassion and the grace and the strength of God. And as a social worker, I was always taught that in healthy relationships, there is always fracture. Yes? So as a mother to child or a father to child, there will be times of fracture, whether it's mistake or whether it's just boundaries that need to be held. The difference is repair. Good relationships may fracture and then they repair. And repair looks like coming back to your children and saying, you know, um, I shouldn't have yelled at you then and I was, I was a bit harsh on you then. I'm really sorry. Can you forgive me? That's repair. So that's just one little social worker skill to take away with yourself, okay? You're doing okay in your parenting and in your relationships, even if there's a bit of fracture, if you can come back to repair. And God is a God of restoration and reconciliation, and that's another message, okay? But I hope that today you experience the motherhood of God. I hope today that God takes some of that shame away. I hope today you find a moment of joy with God where you get bounced on his knee and rocked on his hip. I hope that you feel nourished and bonded and attached to God. And if any of those things you think, I don't feel like that, I'd like that, put aside five or ten minutes to sit with God and ask him about it. Because you all have your relationship with God. And the word says when you reach out, he'll reach back. So I hope you've got something from today. I want to pray a prayer over you all. I just want to release, I don't know, I think we've already released things. Over last week before last, the conference that gave everybody COVID, but gave everything good things as well, Gary Morgan said that when a prophetic word is released, um, it should be encouraging. And when an encouraging prophetic word is released, then that can have a physical implication on your physical body. And you can just be healed because you heard a word from, the God, from God or a soul healing for you. And I believe that today, by the very nature of God, by the very nature of church, we're releasing the truth, yes? And I hope that it's encouraging. So I do believe that today something has changed for you, whether it's in your physical body or whether it's in your mind or your soul. Okay? I believe that something's changed for you. Lord, thank you for your expression of motherhood towards us. 
Thank you that you designed the motherhood relationship to be this way. Thank you that we can see it all through nature and all through the Bible and we know that it's true. God, we open our hearts to you to be a vulnerable child before you and to nestle up in your safe place under your wings and to find freedom and joy rocking on your hip or bouncing on your knee. And God, we remember all the good things that you say about us, that you knit us together in our mother's womb, that you carried us in your mind and in your heart before the world even knew we existed. I thank you, God, that we can find everything that we need in you and that when we don't know what to do, you are praying on our behalf. And when we don't know what to do with our children or the ones that we love, we can speak to you and say, God, we place them in your strong, good hands and we ask your protection over them. I pray for all the children that are held in the hearts of all the mothers and fathers today that don't know you. Holy Spirit, go and minister to them. Holy Spirit, send people to speak words of truth to them that set them free and that open their eyes to the goodness and the glory of God and the wonderful creation that they are. And Lord, I pray a special blessing on all of the mums today that they would have a wonderful day of being celebrated with their families. And where there may not be any family to celebrate them, that somebody would reach out to them and remember them. Or maybe, Lord, they can reach out to somebody else. But Lord, I pray that all the mothers today receive your goodness, your joy and your healing. Amen. And happy Mother's Day.